Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This show is sponsored by Integrative Medicine Experts at the University of Kansas Health System. Give patients time, attention and a personalised wellness plan. They offer consultations, nutrition, counselling, infusions, neuroanatomical acupuncture and neurofeedback, all to address the causes of medical conditions hitting the whole person body, mind and spirit. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash integrative. Today I'd like to welcome back Dr. John Kim, who's been our guest twice before. Thank you for joining us, John. Thank you so much, Linda. It's my pleasure and honour to join you and your listeners. Well, you have moved and you're now in Kansas at the University of Health Systems. Would you like to explain your new post? Yes, uh, University of Kansas um, Health Systems is uh, probably the biggest uh, healthcare system in Kansas. And uh, you, the KU Integrative Medicine or University of Kansas Integrative Medicine is one of the most oldest functioning integrative medicine clinics uh, that encompass research, education, and uh, clinical work. And in particular, we are one of the three academic centers in the U.S. offering IV nutrition, including IV vitamin C for treating uh, cancer and other infectious uh, 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 issues or strengthening the immune system. Um, And the second is Myers cocktail and third uh, magnesium uh, and fourth would be glutathione. So we're one of the three academic centers that can uh, do that kind of work. And of course, uh, we are um, also uh, big advocates of the use or atypical use of naltrexone, both known as low-dose naltrexone, which your listeners are very well educated, and but there's also atypical use uh, called uh, microdose or ultra-low-dose naltrexone, which um, I am working on um, for the slide for Glasgow talk. Well, which everyone the, of the listeners should um, try to come or uh, subscribe to the video uh, conference. Well, exactly, because this show is going out in September, so the conference will have been and gone, but people will be able to still uh, watch Access. online. Yeah. Yes, so that is great. Yeah. Well, it's really good to know that you are back into the fold, as it were, in uh, prescribing LDN. And as you know, John, you have a very big following. People absolutely love you. And, and you must know by all the, the Facebook posts that you must get um, such a 
doctor with an open mind, that's all I can say. And of course, you wrote an LDM book. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, I'm sort of embarrassed uh, about that book because it's so progress in work, number one. And um, I actually tell patients to buy your book. <laughs> I think your book is uh, very well written and it's it's written by multiple people. And my book really is more evidence-based uh, approach to looking at LDN. And it was really an attempt for me to write a review paper. And what had happened is that um, two years ago, just two years ago, journals, academic Germans, journals would say, we're not interested in LDN, go away. But now in this year, um, I've been invited uh, by two journals to write review papers on LDN. So as soon as I record uh, the the uh, the second uh, talk, which is going to be on micro dosing of LDN, um, I will be uh, writing that article, which is about how to use LDN for pain. And we will be talking about both of those topics here. But the book really focuses on uh, review, and I think people really hated it because they said, I can find out more about LDN in internet. And, 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 and I just was thinking to myself that this book uh, really belongs in academic setting where we're talking about evidence, not what's possible, but what has been shown. And of course, in the discussion, we can talk about what is possible and we'll talk about what is possible. I like to talk about atypical uses of LDN and also microdose of LDN, which is also a atypical doses of uh, use of LDN. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed uh, several doctors who use ultra low dose naltrexone for pain um, and some of them still use it alongside of opiates. Um, what is your thought on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, there's a medication called Embedda. And Embedda is an opioid, opioid medication with LDN embedded in the core of it. So basically what it does is that if you crush the pill, the LDN in the core becomes available and people can go through a uh, withdrawal reaction. And that's exactly how it's designed to be. If you swallow it as whole, nothing happens. You get the narcotic, um, the other end comes out. But if you crush it, then uh, LDN goes to action. Now, this is important because it's not a therapeutic use of LDN per se, but we do know now that by, based on that experience, that LDN dose, the 1.5 milligram dose, is capable of creating a withdrawal reaction. So uh, the old adage of don't use, don't use LDN if you're a narcotic or opioid medication, absolutely correct. That it's been proven. That's the function of that embedded medication. However, there have been lots of uh, studies coming out, and there was a failed attempt by a pharmaceutical company to market Oxytrex, which is an oxycodone and a one microgram of um, uh, naltrexone, or the, the industry calls it ULDL, but it just sounds so weird, so I just say microdose <laughs> uh, L, uh, naltrexone. So the microdosing of naltrexone is very interesting because it, it, it potentiates, meaning it makes the narcotic medications work harder, yet it is capable of um, blocking some of the side effects. 
So it's like almost like magic. And, and they have uh, several clinical trials to show it. Unfortunately, there were some problems with uh, technical qualities to that trial. And ultimately, they returned the patent or the medication rights to the Albert Einstein um, College of Medicine. But that kind of shows you that there are big players uh, looking at uh, uh, naltrexone being used in low doses and micro doses. And some of them say even uh, nanogram or picogram. And nanogram, microgram means uh, 10 to the minus 6, and nano is uh, 10 to the minus 9. Pico is 10 to the minus 12. And I've first seen this um, um, not for opioid-using patients, but I've seen patients who absolutely could not tolerate even 100 micrograms or 0.1 milligram because the, the adage um, in LDN world is start with 1.5. That's the lowest dose. And I'm finding that's not true. Patients who have very low endorphin reserve, and I think that should be a talk for next year, and I will uh, put that in um, for um, next year's topic to be covered more in detail. But basically, you have to treat patients as individual. You have to get an idea of how much endorphin they have inside them. And if the reserve is low, then you have to use lower doses, maybe even microgram doses, maybe even uh, nanogram or picogram doses, because I had patients who couldn't tolerate even um, milligram or microgram dosing, because it just, they, they had, I think, no endorphins left at all. Mm-hmm. So now, if you use it with opioid medication, um, I've seen some uh, initial impressive results, not by itself, because we know that it did not pass the test of science. So I've been using utilizing LDN with acupuncture uh, or microdose uh, naltrexone, opioid medication, and Acupuncture. Now, acupuncture is really cool because acupuncture and LDN, naltrexone, has a very close relationship. When they studied how acupuncture works, they know that naltrexone can block acupuncture uh, pathway, part of it. So uh, now I, I use it backwards. I use um, microdose naltrexone and I uh, let them continue the opioid, and then I use acupuncture to strengthen the endorphin. Um, system and at the same time reset their brain so that they can uh, we can challenge meaning we can lower the doses of opioid and this is a huge implication because in the world we have a opioid epidemic and people mm-hmm. are dying every day people mm-hmm. are dying and you can use micronaltrexone and marry it with a second technique called acup- or neuroanatomical neuroendocrine acupuncture and we can get amazing results. And I have, um, I, in, in Georgia, before I left my practice at Georgia Integrative Medicine, uh, the, I remember one patient who, who thought that it would be impossible for him to reduce the dose of medicine, med, the opioid medicine with micro dose naltrexone and also with neuroanatomical acupuncture. I, um, it, he, he, he had to go back to his pain doctor and saying that, hey, I don't need as much. Can you give me less? And, and, and they did. What about um, the cannabis oil with um, LDN? Is that something you use or not? So cannabis and oil and LDN is another fascinating topic because LDN and cannabis 
um, also share a common pathway. And, and we're, what we are finding is that endorphins are so important that they're everywhere. I mean, we're, we're, we can talk about endorphins in uh, being in the brain and uh, functioning as a toll-like receptor for inhibitor as well. But with uh, with cannabinoids, the basically endorphin pathway and cannabinoid pathway are shared pathways. So, and just like acupuncture and LDN um, enhance each other's effect, I think there is a professor in Netherlands who wrote about that. And um, and the, and the studies, early studies of acupuncture, I think give great rendering of the support. But in addition, we also know that the opioid and cannabinoid pathways are interlinked. And I think that there's a chance to uh, basically improve the uh, outcome of that. Now, for seizures, I, I, I can say, hands down, I've seen so many patients when I was a one of the few first um, uh, legal um, medical marijuana uh, program I was uh, dispensing, not dispensing, writing prescriptions for um, not the THC, but CBD oil. And and for seizures, it works so well. Now, for other things, I think that that the use is just coming out. But LDN makes absolute sense to me. And especially if they're dealing with like Rick Simpson oil, which is a combination of CBD oil, THC oil, and uh, the, the application is for cancer. I think that without doubt, you have to use LDN with it. Um, and even patients with vitamin C, I tell them LDN, you should consider LDN. I think that the, the data for that um, is coming out of Dr. Bergson in New Mexico. And I wish, I hope for a time that I can um, utilize the great facility of University of Kansas and do perform that kind of research. Show that how does LDN uh, use with chemotherapy, how is it LDN if we mix it with vitamin C? How is LDN by itself? Uh, alpha lipoic acid, of course, but mm-hmm. how does LDN com- uh, com- uh, uh, combine with ketogenic diet? And these are all things that, you know, I'm not ready or able to do research, but I am recommending my patients and, um, you know, uh, observations can be made that uh, generally I found that LDN and acupuncture for example, mix very well. And I've had patients who get this uh, specialized treatment. It's not any acupuncture. It's more neural endocrine acupuncture. And they get, um, and they have, they have stage four cancer, but they seem to live as long as they are on LDN and getting acupuncture. And I love to do trial because um, that's how you know it's true or not. But I think that we're, we're the first break of LDN is all, accepting LTN as normalizing immune system for immune dysregulation or autoimmune diseases. But I think we're at another point that we are using LDN the next level and understanding that it's got other functions and it's really exciting times for LDN. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier um, about people having an ultra-low dose of LDN if their endorphin levels were low. How do you know where a person's endorphin levels are? So it's, um, I think you look at it functionally, and um, I will talk about it in next year's conference. Everyone come to next year's conference, (laughs) 2019 in Portland, 
uh, and you will learn more about it. But basically, what a practitioner must do is answer some questions, ask themselves questions of how do highly resilient people behave and how do non-resilient people behave? How do people and who am I looking at? So one of my teachers and uh, for the listeners, it is coming for the next year's uh, conference and this will be also mentioned in the this year's Glasgow conference um, in the in the section. So you can uh, obtain access to that um, by uh, by the website. So I highly encourage you to do that. But basically, I think the physicians should not say, "Oh, everyone knows to start uh, everyone on 1.5 milligrams," because no one knows. And I think that you have to dis- determine if the patient uh, is what my mentor would say, is the patient a grasshopper or a hippo? Not that they look like one or are light like one, but their response. Is their response to anything very, very, very super sensitive? Or is this a person who says, oh yeah, 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 regular dose doesn't do anything, double, triple it. Um, And I think that that gives you a clue. Now, having said that, I asked myself what would happen if I take nine milligrams of naltrexone. So I don't recommend anyone to do it, but I did it and immediately I had side effects. Similar mm-hmm. side effects patients said that they were getting on 0.1 milligrams of naltrexone. So now my practice is I prescribe 0.1 or 100 micrograms, and, but I tell them to cut it in half and cut it in half again. And uh, there are some one pharmacy I'm, I know that they are able to prescribe you the pill version mm-hmm. that you can cut. This capsule version, you can't, you can't do that. So, um, and it's, it's, I think the more I learn about LDN, the more the biochemist and the chemist in me um, and pharmacologist in me that I thought that would be useless in my journey, um, actually turning out to be quite useful because understanding the receptors, understanding the biochemistry, the KI, KA, all these things that I used to do day in, day out, thinking that, oh Lord, why are you punishing me with these uh, science experiments? But actually, now I see the reason is that I'm able to utilize this for LDN very effectively and come up with ideas to help patients. Things have come on quite a bit. Um, You said that the starting dose at 1.5 was the norm at the time. Uh, Many doctors actually start at 0.5 these days if the patient... And And that's what I did. That's what I did about 10 years ago, and now I moved to 0.1. <laughs> I've met patients who are my teachers, uh, and, and even that, uh, I've gone to 25 micrograms. I have a feeling that other people will catch on, and mm-hmm. they'll give people 0.1, and the pharmacies will start compounding 0.1 or 0.025 or 25 micrograms. And I think that really the microdose of naltrexone is – um, and we're not talking about homeopathy. We're talking about receptor-mediated um, uh, response. And I think that the microdosing of uh, naltrexone shows that it can rejuvenate the receptor to function. Because I think if you overstimulate a receptor, basically what happens is that when receptor binds to the medication or ligand in uh, pharmacological terms, it changes configuration. But if it's always of being forced to change, it's like a you know you're, you're like a having your paper, and if you fold it and sit on it, 
guess what? It becomes almost permanent. And I think what the LD, the microdose naltrexone is doing is that it's able to refresh the some of the but the, the opioid receptors to go back to the resting configuration. So if you will, getting an iron and putting the iron on the folded paper, and if you do it uh, with good technique, you can you can smooth it out again. Mm-hmm. So I think that that right now we are only interested in what we call agonist, so activator or uh, blocker or antagonist. But I think there's a middle ground uh, that we know about, which is antagonist agonist action, which uh, which which we um, we have to start acknowledging. We have to start acknowledging that there's a middle ground, and that middle ground is more interesting. It's you know between the land, if you're uh, middle of farmland or middle of ocean, not so interesting. But the beach, beach is where people like to go, right? Mm-hmm. People don't go middle of ocean and say, oh, I'm, I feel happy. Or you go to middle of farmland and say, I'm, I'm super happy. You're happy where water meets the uh, land and that's beach. And I think that this, this mixed reactions or mixing of different techniques like the neuroendocrine, uh, neuroanatomical acupuncture, and uh, low-dose naltrexone or microdose naltrexone. And that's actually the work I've been pioneering for the last 10 years. I just haven't had a chance to tell people about it is that Naltrexone is great, but it's even greater when you mix with uh, another great technique. And I think that we're going to see that, and that's going to be another blossoming of uh, LDN. Mm -hmm. So when you do the ultra-low dosing, do you increase the dose over time? Absolutely. 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 And And that's where the um, uh, micro-dosing on naltrexone and the neuroendocrine and neuroanatomic acupuncture are very, very um, helpful because without it, I think that the speed of increasing would be less, but if you are able to reprogram the brain, and that's what the neuroanatomic and neuroendocrine acupuncture can do, is really it's all about hacking into the nervous system and creating a dissonance of forcing the brain to say, hey, there's something not right, let's do a reset. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then LDN also helps with that because of the uh, toll-like receptor four uh, antagonist feature means that it's going to prevent activation of glial cells, which is going to say, hey, brain, you should be on fire. And guess what? It does go on fire. And so, that the, you know, what, what do we hear about fibromyalgia patients? Do they just hurt? No. They have brain fog, uh, they, they, uh, they have cognitive impairment, uh, they have insomnia. All that has possibility of being, um, what do you call, treated by uh, naltrexone. But I think that some of the people will find out that some of the people who have severe fibromyalgia, severe, um, severe chronic fatigue will not tolerate even 0.1. And they'll say, I can't, I can't stand it. But if you give them one microgram, it gives you a chance to titrate up because titrate up is a lot easier than titrate down. When you created this fear of medication of naltrexone, as I have done by taking nine milligrams all of a sudden, it, it, it kind of re-educates uh, people to be fearful of uh, naltrexone. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to avoid in my practice mm-hmm. so that everyone can enjoy the good effects of uh, naltrexone. Or LDN micro microdose naltrexone. 
So when you titrate it up, are you... <laughs> and you said you could do it quicker with the acupuncture. Roughly, are you doubling it each time because it's so low? How do you go about yes, you titrating it? Double it, it. okay. So, with, um, so the protocol is important. So what I do is uh, two times a week, they're getting treated. Um, and if the, their pain is increasing, then uh, I will double it. And the geometric progression goes very quickly. So my, one microgram, people laugh at well, nothing. Well, before you know it, it's two, four, eight. 16, 32, 64, 128. And 128, guess what? You are at 0.128. And, and then 256. Well, we're at 0.256. And pretty soon we're in the ranges of LDN. And I think that all the, the it, it, so it goes pretty quickly. And folks, right now I have a patient that is um, has an autoimmune condition. Um, and I am uh, instructing the patient to uh, double it almost every third day mm-hmm. to un- unless you have a side effect then you back off because uh, I, I, I would like that person to get to about three milligrams uh, but um, her endorphin reserve uh, her endorphin reserve I, I judged to be very low so um, I, I didn't want her to um, to overdo it and, and get in trouble. So, so far, no problem. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Um, and as you say, I think more and more doctors are looking at using LDN in a low dose, and particularly for pain. Um, and people, in my opinion, with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, are all ultra sensitive to all drugs and at the end of the day however wonderful ldn is it is still a drug isn't it it is it is and that's why i think the microdose is helpful because um and i I think that um, within probably five years we're going to have laboratories that will specialize in uh, nanogram doses and picogram doses because there are people who don't tolerate microgram and I've, I've had at least two patients like that mm-hmm. but as you probably know um i had had a practice that i was pushing the limit of ldn and i feel like i'm still doing that and by doing that i'm learning so much about the biochemistry pharmacology of the um naltrexone and writing the uh writing the book um and um and that really helped me to understand the science but writing the articles is even honing that even more because one one of them is on using LDN for pain approach. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting because it's, it seems like LDN is behaving as a novel anti-inflammatory molecule that targeting the glial cells. And uh, we don't have an agent like that yet. And, and it's just a fascinating agent because um, how I got to LDN um, was treating acupuncture-resistant patients because I needed another tool. So now to marry the two is really interesting. But more on the pain relief of LDN is not just fibromyalgia, chronic pain, but you can get amazing results with neuropathy. Neuropathy, there's no great answers for, but you can use LDN to try uh, some of my post-hepatic neuralgia patients who have absolutely intolerable amount of pain. And one patient was... um, 
all pilot and he said he, he has to retire soon because he can't stand it or even clothing or is torturing him and he went on LDN he said it's not all gone but 75% of the pain is gone now I don't have to I'm not forced into retirement I can retire <laughs> when I want to that's amazing I actually had the privilege of meeting uh, a doctor whose wife and daughter both had MS and they were taking LDN for their MS and they had amazing results. Now, he had diabetes and he had neuropathic pain in his feet and the pain was so bad. And like you were saying about the pilot, he thought he was going to have to retire and he started LDN and the pain, he could feel it, but it wasn't a bother. You know, he could still function and he didn't think every time he moved that he'd got all this pain in his feet so he was really impressed with LDN because he didn't realize it was going to work on the uh, neuropathic pain it, it absolutely does it's the same mechanism because the pain is coming from the nerve and a lot of the agents that we have it's just not up to it and I think that LDN can be a model and would I what I predict is that there will be other molecules that will be utilized as um, total-like receptor uh, for um, antagonists. And, 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 and the thing I think about LDN is that because it is related to the opioid pathway, it's, it's so intrinsic to the body. Because it's so intrinsic to the body, I think that the body is more forgiving of LDN on naltrexone not because of naltrexone is like special by itself. I think it's the pathway, the blessing of the pathway. That pathway of, uh, and, and the other part is that naltrexone is a very unique molecule and it is what we call quaternary amine, which means that it, it can penetrate um, fatty layer with uh, not great amount of difficulty. And then it's there for about four hours and then it, gets out to the body and stays in 16 hours after being processed. And that means that you get the central nervous system, peripheral nervous system, and peripheral um, effect. So I had a patient that I suspected the patient somehow was making too much endorphin. Um, and basically, um, and this is possible, and we know that, that people can make convert food into morphine in the body. And I suspected this person was doing that. So. And the person was sleeping about 18 hours a day and very tired, very groggy, same as if someone would be taking narcotics. So I gave this patient naltrexone, LDN, and some, something amazing happened. So she says, I'm awake more. Uh, I'm awake six hours now, which is wonderful. But the great thing is that my constipation is much better because mm. naltrexone metabolite, one of the metabolites is functional and it's been investigated to treat uh, to treat side effect of uh, opioid medication which is constipation now interestingly enough when you put a methyl group on the naltrexone the methyl group makes it more water soluble and so guess what for thousands of dollars a month you or the physician or surgeon can prescribe methyl naltrexone but you can get most not the same but most of the effect by taking LDN. You are so interesting. I could sit and listen to you all day, but we have come to the end of our show. 
But how about if later on in the year we invite you back and find out what you've been up to? That sounds wonderful. And thank you so much for being my guest today. And thank you, Melinda, for having me uh, as your guest. This show is sponsored by Integrative Medicine Experts at the University of Kansas Health System. Give patients time, attention, and a personalized wellness plan. They offer consultations, nutrition, counseling, infusions, neuroanatomical acupuncture, and neurofeedback all to address the causes of medical conditions hitting the whole person, body, mind and spirit. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash integrative. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at LDN rt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.